you go against that? Like, what would you say to that? Someone who believes that what you do isn't really work. Well, well, in this scenario, is this my only job? Um, I'll, we'll do, we'll do two scenarios. Yes, this is your only job and no, it's not your only job. Okay. Well, we'll start with, yes, this is my only job then. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, um, you know, God, it's really hard to change somebody's opinion, um, on something like that. But I guess I would just try to explain it's, it's a job like any other, Mm -hmm. um, you do work and then you get paid for that work. Yeah. And um, I don't see any reason for just because it includes your body, why it shouldn't um, be included as work. You know, like yeah. if you're in sports, you're using your body. If you're a stripper, you're using your body. If mm-hmm. you, um, you know, there's those sorts of occupations where it's just looked down upon because it's sex work. And we, I don't know, our culture is so opposed to being open about it. So it's, yeah. Um, it would be hard to change somebody's mind, but I, I guess that I would try to say, I don't, I just don't see how you see that it's any different from yeah. anything else. Um, and then I guess in the second scenario, um, which is true, um, I do have another job, <laughs> my day job. Um, I, you know, it's a great way to, um, just get, you know, get money on the side while you're trying to go to school. So, yeah. um, I'm just kind of stocking up for that. I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason why side hustle is bad. Yeah. No, that, no, that go ahead. And well, and, and it's something that I can do from home. You know, I have everything I need to do right here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not to make light of something terrible, but everyone's at home right now, pretty horny because of the coronavirus. So I've noticed that on social media, social media is a dangerous (laughs) place right now. It's my time to shine. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty, I mean, that to me, it make to me, it makes sense because, because it is, because what I've, one thing I've learned and I didn't learn this until kind of probably year, I was addicted for seven years and I probably didn't learn this until like year three or four, Sure. but a lot of those like porn stars, what they have, like they have to do a lot of work. Like yeah. it's, it's a professional environment and they have to like you know, the abnormally large penises that you see, that's be, that's through penis injections, which, right, right. It, like, that's painful. And the female porn stars, that's hurting them. Yes, they right. signed up for it, but it's, you know, it is, it is actually, you can make a case that it, you know, is work. And I'm, I'm with you, like, I don't see how people can legitimately say that it's not work because, because it takes effort to do this stuff. Right. I mean, and I, so when I first started doing this, I, I'll be honest, like I didn't realize how much work, if you want to be successful, of course, yeah. you have to kind of put into it. So especially because what I'm selling is my personality. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think makes it on Instagram for me. Um, I spent a lot of time talking to people, um, you know, trying to make relationships. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. Yeah. But, um, I, uh, I mean, that's what's going to get me business is based upon the platform that I have. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's I mean, I think that's absolutely uh, huge because it take because what we see from what content creators make is it's a small snippet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I have no idea 
how much work it would be um, <laughs> yeah. until I did it. And, you know, I would, obviously, you know, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do too much. But, I mean, for example, like, I've been not feeling so hot the last few days. I'm still getting up. I'm still looking, you know, pretty to get these videos, to get these, you know, requests out to everybody. And so um, I wouldn't do that for fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sometimes somebody asks for a video chat, and I don't want to, but I do it anyway. So that seems like work to me. Yeah, no, no, that that makes total sense. So I've done, so I've been doing a lot of research, and I've done um, a lot of, I guess, a lot of digging and a lot of thinking, and I've come up with this um, this idea and this paradigm that. Women that gen- that in general, I want to say in general, women have this innate desire to be dominated by men in the bedroom. And I say that because when I when I did some research on the the top uh, some of the top categories of porn that women will watch, it's hard it's hardcore sex, double penetration, um, you know, gangbang. And those yeah. types of videos. Absolutely. So, yeah. would, would you say that that is a fair claim, or or no? Okay, so I the thing about that is I can't speak for every woman. Right. However, being a woman, I do have a little bit of experience with it. So, I guess what how I would describe this is men have always held the position of power over us, right? So, um statistically the most dangerous thing for a woman is a man. I think the most dangerous thing for a man is like his heart or prostate, something stupid like that. Um, and so, uh, basically, um, I think that wanting to be dominated by someone who society tells you is in charge is kind of taboo. And then what do we do with things that are taboo? We do them and we love doing them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, I think that, for women, and I'm, I guess I'll speak for myself here, our, our, my subconscious um, falls deeply in love with the idea of willingly being powerless because I, you know, my whole life fought to, fought against that. Like, no, I'm a woman. I can have power. I can be in charge. I can do this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to just kind of let it go um, is really, and to just be vulnerable is um I don't know. I think it comes from a deep place in our subconscious, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a real powerful thing. And I think that, I mean, if, if people were to kind of delve, deep, delve deeper into it, I think a lot of, I would say a little, I don't think most is a very safe word to use, but a lot of people would be uh, interested in it if they hadn't tried it already. <laughs> yeah. I think, cause I think, I think what a big problem is you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with talking about how it's taboo. Because, I mean, people right. pretend to, like, hate it, but it's just, like, there are certain things that are just flat-out natural. Right. And you just, you can't explain it, but you just, you like, you like what you like. Right, and then, you know, we've spent all this time talking about equality and stuff, and of course, yeah, I'm all for that. We should, we should all be equal, of course, but, um, I guess the unpopular thing to say is like, we are, we are different. We are yeah. different. We are equal, but we are different. So we're wired differently. You know, men are statistically stronger than women. Yes. Um, and so I think that it's a little scary. Like we, we are scared of you guys because we, 
we have to be to protect ourselves. Yeah. And so when we're able to kind of make ourselves vulnerable to somebody and, and it's a, yeah, it's, it's a good release. I guess it, it I definitely, um, I, I, it's hard to speak for others, but I, I understand it. So it sounds, it sounds like from, from your perspective, it feels, it feels good to not really have to think and to just let it go and to not have to make decisions and to just let the man do it. Is that, is that correct? Yes, because I've been fighting my whole life and I think society has told other women to do the same, that, you know, we can do it ourselves. We, uh, you know, are strong enough to do this or that, or, you know, we don't need a man to do this for us. So Mm -hmm. it feels wrong (laughs) to allow that to happen. You know, it goes against everything we've been taught since we've been a better society. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that's the main reason we're not supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. Cause I mean, I remember when 50 shades of gray came out. Um, and I looked at it and I'm like, I, I remember I, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. But then I just started seeing the book everywhere. Yeah. And there was this girl that I was sitting next to in my in my class and I she was reading it and I just tapped her on the shoulder and I said, Excuse me, what is that book about? And she just blushed. And she was like, Well she was like, Oh, you wouldn't like it. And I was like, Well I was like, Well tell me what it's about. And she said, Well, it's 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 a it's nothing. Just don't like don't worry about it. Like it's good, but don't worry about it. Oh, that's funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, cause I, I, I actually, I, I actually have read 50 shades of gray and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't easy because it was a, it was a hot commodity at the time and I couldn't just pick it up and read it and just read it anywhere. But right. after reading yeah. it, that's where that idea came from. And then I did more research and then, you know, I really started to believe that because I mean, well, go ahead. BDSM to the masses, so people who had no idea or you know what this stuff was suddenly yeah. found it arousing. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. I do, however, you know, have issues with the book, but I did read. Yeah, it. same. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I agree. So, um, as a as a woman, you have an experience that a lot of people don't have, and that's you know, womanhood. So what is one thing you wish men knew and understood about women? (laughs) You know, um, for whatever reason, I don't know if this is even appropriate, for whatever reason, for this question, I went, I went kind of relationship-y. So (laughs) I don't know if that's appropriate, but that's what I No, go ahead. Go right ahead. Fire. Um, I would say that I would want them to know that a lot of men set the bar so low. Um, and so just a little bit of kindness just goes so far. And so does, and then I added one to, I know it was a one question, but my um, nine B to that question is yeah. foreplay. Do that. Yes. <laughs> that No, no, you're spot on. Cause I've, I've done a lot of reading on that and that, like women need that because us men, Absolutely. we don't need romance. We're, we're ready to go. But right. for women, that's not the case. Like you guys actually need it. Like it's not you being selfish. It's just, as we talked about earlier, that wiring that you have. 
it's yeah, it's in our heads. It has to be a game. It has to be, you know, we have to be courted. I mean, that's part of the chase is the funnest part. Absolutely. So, because I think, because I know what you, I, I think I know what you mean when you talk about kindness and just, you know, the bar being really low. Because a lot of times what we guys will see in the media and just our experience in, pers- in our personal life is if we are kind and nice, we don't want to be put in the friend zone. And so we will feel like, okay, well, it's the popular kids who are kind of mean and just kind of, they're jerks. They're the ones getting the women. So that, so as a man grows up, that is his new paradigm. Sure. So how, how can we, how can we prevent that? Why, why do, I guess I'll ask the cliche question, but why do, why do girls go for quote unquote bad boys? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's a great question. Um, and I think it's really suited for me. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of different reasons for that. I think that, again, it kind of comes, it circles back to being taboo. You're not supposed to do it, so you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then I think that, I mean, if you're a dopamine fiend, I mean, it's just part of um, the excitement. Uh, <laughs> we like to be treated badly. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like No, not really, not really. It's I mean, but it just ends up happening, right? So, yeah. But um, you know, I no, I, I in my opinion, I guess I'll speak for myself. If there's like a bad boy, right? Mm-hmm. He maybe he's been through some things, you know, he's got some life experiences that have been tough and so for me, the reason I go for a and I'm air quoting you now, bad boy is because I want somebody who like emotionally and intellectually is on my level. So if you haven't experienced, and you know, this is kind of personal, whatever. Yeah. Um, if you haven't experienced some sort of like trauma or, uh, you know, conflict in your life, it's really hard for me to relate to you. Yeah. And so for me, <laughs> that's why I go that way. So I, I can't relate to somebody who's had like a super simple, fun, little easy life. That's great. God for you. Ignorance is bliss, but I don't have anything to talk about. So, <laughs> so, um, that's why I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as a so as a as a as a guy, I'm 21 years old. Okay. And you know I'm you know I'm not married. I'm not with anyone right now. So guys my age that are looking to find a spouse, guys that are looking to find quote unquote the one. How should we? How do we go about being kind while and you know trying to get the girl and not be put in the friend zone? okay god so that word friend zone it's hard so i don't think that there is a friend zone i think that um i think that it's an unfair thing to say because if you have i don't know a group of guy friends and you just happen to you know really enjoy his company but you just you like him platonically um i feel like the word friend zone kind of suggests that a woman owes him something okay. um, because he's being friendly. So I personally, I don't like the term. Um, and then as far as like what men should be doing, I kind of think that if you kind of go and do something that you love, maybe you'll find 
somebody that you love there. Mm -hmm. And, um, perhaps, um, you know, just showing a little bit of interest in somebody else's life, um, and listening and, um, actually caring and remembering little things, um, is important. So I think that, and again, it's, it's not hard to woo a girl nowadays. So I, um, when I was single, I, you know, had a lot of people that would be like, Oh, Hey, blah, blah. And I, um, I don't, I guess I don't know where I'm going with it. I, I, uh, lost my train of thought. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But I guess, Oh, I guess what I was saying is, um, you know, if, I mean, I was kind of like the situation I'm describing I'm at a bar, right. I'm not doing stuff that I love. I'm not finding people that, (laughs) <laughs> necessarily and not to say you can't find love at a bar but yeah. I don't know I think you should go find something you love go do it find somebody you love there and be kind to them mm-hmm. okay because and I think what you talked about with the guy you know the girl with the group of guys what I've noticed with women who hang out with who hang out with guys or I should say what I noticed about the guys is they just kind of play musical chairs with the girl. And they're just waiting for the girl to have a problem. And then they just slide right in to the chair once the music stops. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky enough not to experience any friend circles like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that... uh, Go ahead. It definitely knows what happened. Yeah, because that's kind of the thing that I've just noticed over time. And I think that, like, there's no, I don't, I'm super open sexually. I don't think that, I mean, so long as you're not using sex in an unhealthy way for you, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why, I mean, it doesn't matter. As long as you're safe, the other person's safe, you know, it's not something that's detrimental to you. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Um, However, you know, of course, in that particular situation, if you have friends, like, I think it's kind of disrespectful to only hot and that goes for men as well absolutely okay yeah that makes sense so i'm gonna ask the cliche question um what do women want (laughs) um it's so hard to speak for all women um if i'm trying to generalize um well, let me let me give you a follow up question. Do you mean just generally? Do you mean sexually in a relationship? How do you mean? I okay, that's a good that's a good follow up question. I would say, what is it? What do what do women need from men? Let me ask that. What do you want? What do you want to find in a guy? Like, what are you looking for? So I I would look for um, not to be cliche. I somebody who could protect me like I still have that need like that primal urge to be protected um Mm -hmm. you know and to be cared for and um I think that again just noticing those little things and being um being thoughtful (laughs) it goes so far yeah um and just paying a little bit of attention, um, you know, and it's hard because we are all immersed in our lives that are crazy, whatever. But um, I think that I, we notice it way more than you guys know when you 
when you take the time <laughs> to um, be kind or, you know, think of us like, oh, I know your favorite color is orange. Here's a freaking Gerber daisy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then just open communication. Um, I guess if you're in a relationship with somebody, you're on the same team at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to understand that if you want it to work, um, you have to you have to have open communication. That make that makes a lot of sense. So you're just getting started. Where do you see yourself five years from now in in what you're doing? With Cammy specifically, you mean? Yes. Or, I mean, um, how, however you want to answer that question. Well, I guess I'll kind of two-part it. So, okay. um, I, I mean, I'm again, I'm super new. I'm really kind of learning as I go. Mm-hmm. The really cool thing that I've noticed is that there are a lot of people that reach out to you that are willing to help you with things for free. Like, they don't necessarily want things in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been, that's been super helpful. Um, and so I've had a lot of people, um, tell me that they think that like, I, again, I'm super shy. I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in myself, but I've had a lot of people say, Hey, I think you could really fucking do a good job at this. And so I, I plan to kind of take over if I can. Okay. That make that makes a lot of sense. So what would you say to, what would you say to a girl who may be thinking about doing this, but they are not sure what to do or if, you know, if they don't have the confidence or, you know, things like that, questions that they might have, what would you say to them? Um, I would say before you go ahead with it, you really need to know why you're, why you're doing it. Um, because I think it, again, it can't like anything like, you know, sex, drugs, sugar, whatever, it can be detrimental if, if yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, and so the other thing is sometimes it's nice to create some boundaries for yourself before you get started. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to be asked a lot of really crazy stuff and, um, it's nice to not kind of be caught like a deer at headlights when it comes down the pike. And so you can, <laughs> you know, decide before, um, cause I hadn't done that really. And then when I got all these kind of crazy requests, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is the world. Um, and then, you know, the other thing I would say is don't, <laughs> don't work for free. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to try and con you into it. Don't do it. I think the last thing that I would say is even if you create boundaries for yourself, when there is money involved, the lines get blurred yeah. for what you would do normally. And so I think that it's probably best to have a real sit down, talk with yourself and know who you are. And if, if it slides that way, are you going to be okay with it? Mm-hmm. It might. Um, so, I mean, yeah, money, money changes what you're willing to do. So I guess just to be aware of that. Back. Yeah. Last, last question. You talked about, you talked about money. So if let's say you were offered, let's say you offered $1 million cold hard cash to enter, to become a porn star. Would you do it? Why or why not? How much, how much money? $1 million in cash in your bank account tomorrow. 
so uh, I think that I I think that the what I have going now is probably best for me. So I, I don't want to slide down a road that I don't like. Not to say porn is a bad road, but not necessarily a road for me. The other thing is I'm in a relationship where that would absolutely not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not acceptable at all. I have to say if I were single and, you know, like you go into it, I guess with porn, you know, everybody's STD checked and shit, right? So for, if I was single, yeah, I might. Okay. Um, okay, that that's a, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair response, because I, you know, what a lot of people, what they don't know is that STDs, they are, they are rampant in the industry, but they're curable STDs. Sure. And what happens is because these people, you know, these stars are having all these different, this, all these different types of sex with different types of people, um, the treatment that they, um, that they seek, they they grow a tolerance to. Oh God! Yeah. That's not good. Oh yeah. It's, Antibiotic resistance is not a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and what's amazing is that America is actually in the middle of a STD epidemic, and a lot of people don't talk about it. Sure. Right. No one likes condoms. <laughs> and I think I find that I find that to be absolutely amazing because you know what it's been shown that condoms are the best form. Of the best contraceptive, but people just don't do it. Right, I know. Well, it's so hard in the moment. It's so hard. That makes sense. I mean, I just I look at it and I'm like, okay, if I if I were to if I were to do it, I'd be like, okay, it's a it's it's a few, maybe a few hours at most of pleasure, and then risking. At least 18 years of my life. If they get pregnant. Sure. And so. I just. I don't know. I just find that. I find that really amazing. And just. Just with the STD epidemic going on. I don't see why you wouldn't want to protect yourself. I I mean. You're absolutely right. Um, And I'm guilty of. Not. Doing so. I mean. It's frustrating. And of course you're so angry with yourself afterwards. But. Things just get so heated sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard, you know? And then, you know, sometimes, I guess, in the moment, if you don't have it. But you're right. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous for anybody to not do that. I mean, especially because, you know, even for some STDs, it doesn't 100% protect you. Exactly. So um, it's, you know, it's stupid. It is one of the stupidest things. But I'm not, I mean, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> do you think... Do you think, why do you think people, and I, I, I think I already have an answer, but why do you think people don't want to get tested to see if they have something? You know, um, maybe it kind of stems from the shame of having to tell their partners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess it depends on what it is, um. But, I, yeah, I think that, I mean, I can't imagine how, how hard that would have to be. I, I've never had to experience that, luckily. I don't, you know, I don't know how. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine having to call somebody up or many people up, whatever the situation is, and say, hey, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it has to be just unimaginably hard. And I think that's why a lot of people skip it, which is really horrible. Ashley, I want to thank you so much for doing this. This has been so much fun. Like you've really educated me on this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a lot of fun. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Ashley. I hope you um, have enjoyed listening to her. I hope you've learned a lot from her. Um, And, yeah, Ashley, thank you very much. And I appreciate it.